It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Roth. Hey there. For those of you in the U.S., I hope you're enjoying your long weekend. I know this is the kickoff to barbecue season, but I do want to take the opportunity this Memorial Day to thank all of those in our armed forces for their service, including Christian Smith, who served his country proudly and almost lost his arm and his life in the process. So now, on to the business at hand. As I mentioned in this week's follow-up, we have a lot going on over the next two weeks. On top of making the switch from Wondery to Audio Boom as our hosting platform, today is also the day for my son Quentin's graduation party, and I couldn't be more proud of him but it is taking up lots and lots of my time. Because of everything that I'm juggling, this week I have something for you that is incredibly titillating while at the same time very confusing. This doesn't quite fall into the category of alternate suspects, but really it doesn't fit neatly into any category other than things that make you go, hmm. This is Season 12, Episode 61, We Killed Her. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that you did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Susan is firing up the grill for the bank holidays with three for £12 M&S grill items from her local BP M&S food store. Hot off the barbecue, we have subtly spicy and sweet coronation chicken flatties, a delicious succulent best burger ever, and many more mouth-watering favourites. Enjoy the sizzling sound of spring. Mix and match three M&S grill items for just £12 from your local BP M&S food store. BP, here for all of life's journeys. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability at participating BP M&S food stores only. For more details, see bp.co.uk slash latest offers. In this episode, you're going to hear two short interviews. I promise they're listenable. No banging around of the microphones, no scratching of the microphones, and LeClaire is even more tolerable than usual. I heard these interviews months ago, and I didn't really know what to do with them, and I still don't know what to do with them other than to let you hear them and tell me what you think. The first guy you're going to hear from is Garrett Lewis. Garrett is a 40-year-old guy that met Becky when she was around 15 years old. He worked with his buddy Bob at a small fish market that was located just down the road from the place where Becky took dance lessons. Becky used to come by their store while she waited for her mom to pick her up from the lessons. 
She befriended Garrett and Bob and even sometimes helped them pick crabs, whatever that means. I think this gives us a good idea of Becky's personality. I'm sure people will be suspicious, and maybe rightly so, but from what I see here, there's no evidence of anything sexual going on. I just picture a very friendly and outgoing Becky being bored waiting for her mom and making fast friends with anyone nearby. The plot thickens right around the time of Becky's murder. Garrett hadn't seen Becky in a long time, but Bob had run into her a few months prior. According to him, when they ran into each other, they exchanged phone numbers. Everything was fine until Bob received a very strange phone call from Becky's cell phone. Shortly thereafter, Garrett tells Bob about the incident at Pinion Pines. He had seen on the news that Becky was believed to be dead. All of a sudden, that weird phone call was more than just weird. Garrett's mom is a cop, so Bob talked to her. One thing led to another, and eventually LeClaire gets Garrett on the phone. After that, he's able to get in touch with Bob. These are those two interviews, starting with Garrett. September 27, 6.20 p.m. There's a phone call to Garrett. Hello? Garrett? Yeah? Hi, I'm Detective LeClaire. I work with the Sheriff's Department. Yeah? Hey, um, I understand that you had talked to an associate of yours by the name of Bob Sheely. Bob Shelley. Bob Shelley about um, Becky Friedley? Yeah, it's a girl that we used to know that used to come to our store and, and help uh, pick crab and stuff. Okay. Um, I was trying to get a hold of Bob through his cell phone number. Yeah. It seems the last two days I haven't been able to get through to his phone. I'll give you a, I can give you another number so I can get hold of him. It's a... Yeah. What's that, his home number or something? That's his, he has a cell phone. He has two cell phones. He has one for uh, down on Newport Beach and one for, you know, a local here. Okay. He washes, he washes windows and stuff. So you knew uh, Becky also? Yeah. Yeah. She was, I couldn't believe it that that's who it was until they said it on TV. So they said her name. Then I called Bob up and I said, hey, remember that girl that used to come to our store uh, and help us pick crab and stuff? And wasn't her dad or somebody in the police? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I go, where did she live? Because they said Pinion. I want to see if he would say that. And he goes, yeah, I'm Pinion. I go, dude. I go, I heard that they had a, a big murder up there or something like that. And he goes, no way. And I go, yeah. And he goes, he goes, uh, you won't believe this. He goes, some girl called me up on the cell phone about three days ago and said that, that, that she murdered her or killed her. And I go, what? And then I, I go, my mom was sitting right there. And so I go, mom, you got to hear this. So I handed the phone to my mom. So how is it that you know uh, Bob? Bob? Yeah. He's been a family friend and, and good friend of mine since I was a little kid. He used to babysit me, in fact. How old are you? I'm 40. Okay. How old is Bob? Bob must be, like, 47. Oh. Um, so... We're just like brothers. We've known each other that I long. see. Now, okay. when did you last uh, see Becky? Oh, geez, it's been probably three, probably three years. So three Bob, years ago, yeah. she was in your shop? Uh-huh. And then Bob, Bob probably hasn't seen her probably, I don't know, maybe six months or longer. Probably. So what exactly would she come into your business for? To our business? Yeah. She had dance class. This is like when she was uh, 15, 14 or 15. Okay. Yeah, she come. There's a dance studio right there where my story used to be next to Tony Romans. I see. 
and she'd come in there and kind of just hang out and just, you know, wait for dance class to start and stuff. So, when you talked to Bob, what day was this when you had this conversation? Oh, jeez. It was just last week sometime, whenever they had it on the news at noon. Um, my mom had the day off. I think it was Thursday. Maybe last Thursday. They had it on the news. Okay. We watched Channel, Channel 3. That's what it was on. Now, Bob is telling you that someone called on his cell phone? Yeah. Some girl, some other girl called him on the cell phone. Did he know who it was? No, it just kind of blew him away because, you know, he had Rebecca's cell phone number on there, you know, because he has pretty much everybody's cell phone number on there. And um, it came up, you know, he's like, wow, what was she calling me for? And that girl said that. And another now, I don't know any more details except for I handed the phone to my mom. And your mom is that Sandra? Yes, yeah, Sandra Sawgrass. She works for Palm Desert Sheriff's Department. Right. What's your address, Garrett? Seven two, same as my mom's. Drive Palm Desert. Now this number is this your cell phone number I called or yeah, phone? Yeah. Cell phone. What's your birthday? Do you know uh, any other mutual people who know Becky? Um, not really. No. No, it's just a coincidence, you know, just how that happened or whatever. You know, how she used to come into our store, you know. And I know she worked at Denny's. Yeah. She worked at Denny's, and that's where Bob finally ran into her, you know, a couple years after we closed the store, he ran into her there. How do you know she worked at Denny's? From Bob. Uh Okay, um, so if I called up Bob, he wouldn't he wouldn't kind of expect my call or not think it's kind of... Oh, I, my mom said something about it. He should get a hold of you guys or, you know, he said whatever. All right. He said no big deal. I appreciate it, Garrett. Okay. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, is this Bob? This is Bob. Hi, Bob. I'm Detective LeClaire. I work with the Sheriff's Department here in Palm Desert. Yes. Um, and I understand you've got a 
have a weird phone call about Becky Friedley uh, last week? I did have a weird phone call. It was, it was very un, unusual and out of the ordinary because you usually don't talk to her very often. Okay. Um, can you talk to me about that? Sure, I'd love to because it was really freaking me out. All right. Um, <laughs> do you remember what day this happened? No, I don't remember. I just know about about oh, two weeks ago I uh, got I was driving around my car and I got a call and I said my my phone popped up Becky and I said, Hey, what's up Becky? But it wasn't Becky. I said I go, Is well is this this I had mentioned one of her friends, I go, Is this what's her friend's name now? Is this Claire? She goes, No, don't worry about Becky, we just killed her. I go, Well that would upset me because I'm a guardian angel and then I heard noise in the background, she hung up. It was a girl, a young girl. Okay. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought maybe you know some of her friends were playing with her phone, partying or something. And didn't it just I didn't think anything of it. Then uh, my buddy called me and told me that she'd been killed or something and his mom's a cop and I said, Then that freaks me out. I got really you know, cold chill. And I said, Well someone called me out of the blue yes last week or so and it was a weird phone call. I mean it just you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I was wondering if her phone still, I called it, I just get an answer machine. I don't know if the that's phone is still operating or they have the phone. or. Well, what time did you get the phone call? It was like, I was, I was going back to work in the afternoon, maybe around noon, 1 o'clock or so. You don't remember what day it was? No, I don't remember what day it was. See, I have phone records that will tell me what day I got it. Because I, I've called that phone only one time since. Now and what, what it, would be, it would be a phone record on my incoming, you know, incoming call. What phone was it that you received the call on? What number? My my cell phone, which is uh, seven six zero, and that's my cell phone number, Robert Shelley. Okay. And my last name is S C H E L L Y. Where were you and at I, when you received the call? I was in my car going back to work. Do you remember the approximate area where you were at? I was in Newport Beach, okay. right on 32nd Street in front of Albertsons. 32nd Street? Yeah. Yeah, because if you could trace whatever you can do, dude, I'm, I'm all for getting these guys. And I mean, that's just terrible what happened. So when you got the call, what actually came up on your um, digital Becky. readout? Becky? Her name comes up, Becky, on my phone. Now, why do you have Becky in your phone book? Becky and I were friends. Um, but when I, had a, I used to have the seafood, Alaskan seafood market in Palm Desert, and she went to a dance class there about three or four years ago. We became friends. She's come to the store. Then I didn't see her for about three years, and I saw her this last year, and we just exchanged phone numbers, in fact, at the Flying J gas station. And I really haven't called her much. I saw her once at um, Denny's when she was working and just said hello. And we were just casually, you know, casual friends now. I didn't see her much at all or talk to her very much. So I was kind of surprised to get a call from her in the afternoon because we generally don't call each other. When did you exchange phone numbers? Probably a year ago, maybe less than a year, nine months ago in the desert. It was last uh, last season for the target in the winter time last year or the... Or the Okay. Have you uh, have you called her on her phone lately? No. Just last week when I uh, yes I have I called her one time since I talked to Garrett when he told me about this. Cause I was wondering what 
uh, what would happen if I called her phone and someone picked it up. What time did you call her? Uh, just a couple days ago, I called in the afternoon, or after I got done talking on the phone with Garrett and his mom. And what was your purpose of calling to her number? She was see what, what was going on. See like if their phone was still working or operating, and see if maybe someone had her phone. And I was curious. So when this phone call came in, um, when Becky's number came up, and you said, hi, Becky, and they said what? They said, no, this is not Becky. I said, oh, is it Claire? Because her girlfriend, the only girlfriend I know she has, which I met with her, would be Claire. I said, is Claire? She goes, no, it's not Claire. Don't worry about Becky. We killed her. And I go, well, that would upset me because I'm a guardian angel. And I heard background noise, and then she hung up. Like a couple people in the background, maybe they were partying or something, I thought. I thought maybe it was some of her girlfriends or something. What can you tell me about the voice? Younger girl. Um, when I closed my eyes and thought about it, I think of a little brunette or something. Not very old. Kind of sassy. Uh, you know. That was about it. It was a very short conversation, like I said. Is there anything different about the voice? No, not really. Just like you tell it was a younger girl, female. I figured it was around, you know, someone, Becky's one of her friends or something at the time. What background noise could you hear? Just like people talking or something. You know, that, that was it. Now, like it went quiet, you know, it was, it just hung up. This phone number you have programmed for Becky, what's the phone number? Um, I have it in my phone here, let me just check here. Her number is 760. Did you get that? Yeah, I got it. Okay. And that's auto, on my auto, auto dial, too. I figured I'll probably on hers, too, because she's like the first one on mine. I'll probably the first one on hers, because we're both B, Bob, and Becky are both on the B, so I don't know if these people called more than one person or not. Um. So is there a way to check her records, probably, huh? What? Pardon me? Um, hold on one second. I'm going to put you on hold for a second, okay? Okay. Hey, Bob. Yeah? Hey, when you called Becky a couple of days ago, what number did yeah. you call from? I called from this thing, my same cell phone number. The, um, the one? Yeah, because I just have it on speed dial, so I just hit speed dial. Okay. Now, did you happen to after they after this this person said you know they killed her and hung up? Did you call the number back? No, I didn't. I just thought it was a hoax or something. But what did you do next? I didn't give it, Talk to I anybody? Didn't, no, I didn't even give it any second thought. I said that was kind of strange, and then I forgot all about it. Didn't you know? It didn't really. I didn't think there was any validity to it or anything like that. I see. I thought it was just strange. And then like a week or so later, a week and a half later, when Garrett told, he called me and says, remember that girl who's coming to our store? I go, yeah. I said, well, she's dead. I go, whoa, that's that's scary because someone called me and said that. And that's why I said, you better tell your mom or something. And his mom talked to me and said, 
you know, that was connected together. Is there any way that you can narrow the date down? Something you did, something you saw that day to kind of help narrow it down? Oh, I can't remember what I was doing or where I was going. I just know I was going back to work. I, you know, I washed windows for myself, so I really don't write anything down. It's just a whole deal, you know. Okay. So what's the, what's your friendship with Becky? We were just like casual acquaintances, like I said. She used to come into my our seafood market because her dance class was two door down, and she waited for her mom to pick her up, and she'd come in and bug us. Or you know. And how many years party. ago was that? It was like three years ago. Okay. Three and a half years ago, when, she, when we were acquaintances or friends. That's why I was trying. I didn't ever get a call from her, especially in the middle of the day or anything like that. I can understand that. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, you 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 seen her three years ago coming into your shop, and she was doing this dance thing. Then yeah, she was a lot younger than two. I mean, she was. A all right. Well, younger. obviously. Now when I saw her, she was all grown up last year when I saw her. What do you guys talk about when you exchange numbers? Uh, where she worked, what she was doing. She had a boyfriend. She was living up on Pinion Flats with her mom. Um, things were better because I knew she was having like an eating disorder or something, and she was like bulimic or something, worried about her weight. What did she tell you about herself specifically? Um, she was working a couple jobs. She was uh, working at Guinea's and another waitress jobs. That's all I remember. Of that conversation, we just she was filling up her gas tank at, at Flying J that night, and I just ran into her. Out of, um, you know, that was the first time I seen her in probably two or three years since I left the desert. Because I live in Newport Beach now. I used to live in the desert from 2000 to 2003. Which Flying J is this? That's the one on uh, Fred Waring 111, right there on the corner. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, over this last year, have you talked to her? No, not much at all. I seen her, like I said, in Denny's one time, just um, passing by and waved to her and said hello. Didn't really talk to her. We're really kind of like, you know, we're not you know, as close as we used to be when she used to come to my store, of course. Right. So why, what inspired you to actually put her name in your phone book? Just because you... Uh, because um, I hadn't seen her and I didn't have anything to write it down on, so she grabbed my phone and said, here, let me put it in your phone. And she just put it in my phone. Like, you know, you know these kids not doing everything really quick on the phone. I don't know. Did you know, she get your number? Me. Yeah, she did get my number, too, and put it in her phone. Same phone. Did she ever call you? She might have called me one time, I think, but that was like... A little while when we just when I first got her phone number, maybe a couple of weeks after I gave her my number and stuff, one time she called me. What's your home address, Bob? Uh, I live at Newport Beach, California. 
After hearing this, I went back through the phone records. Or actually, I asked listener Teresa to go through the phone records, and she's the one who helped organize them months ago. And Teresa found Bob's number on Becky's call log. There was a call made from Becky's cell to Bob's cell on September 5th at 3.24 p.m. Her records go through the 18th, and that's the only call that's on there. So assuming that Bob is telling the truth, the call he received from Becky's phone, where someone other than Becky was on the line, and that someone said they had killed Becky, happened 12 days before the murders. We looked through the phone log for that day, hoping to find some kind of pattern, like maybe Becky and her friends were prank-calling people. But that doesn't appear to be the case. On the day in question, it appears that Becky used her phone at 2.10 p.m. when she calls Jacob, or at least her phone called Jacob. At 2.20 p.m., Janelle called the phone. It's a 64-second call, so it might not have been answered, 
and at 2.24, Javi texts Becky with no response. Then, a little over an hour later, at 3.23 p.m., Becky's cell phone calls her home landline. The records show zero seconds for that call, so no one picked up. But then one minute later, at 3.24, comes that call to Bob. And then nothing for 20 minutes. At 3.45 p.m., the phone calls a guy named John, who we don't know much about, but we see his number on her records a few times. The only thing we know is that he was on Becky's MySpace. So at the end of the day, I don't know what to do with this. Who made the call? I have no idea. Why did they make the call? I don't have a clue. Like I said at the outset of the episode, it's one of those things that just make you go, hmm. Twelve days before someone gets murdered, someone makes a call from the victim's phone to a guy she barely talks to and says, we killed her. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the next follow-up. And remember, that follow-up will be on June 9th. We'll be recording it on June 7th. This is the week where we have to transfer the feed from Wondery over to Audio Boom, so we're taking the week off from episodes to make sure that that transition goes smoothly and that you don't notice any bumps in the road. You won't need to do anything differently to continue to follow along. If all goes well, the show will continue to appear in the same feed that you're listening on right now. So, enjoy your Memorial Day, thank a veteran, and we'll see you all next week. NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. And all music for the show was created by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by me, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedIntandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnick, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found in all forms at Bob Ruff Truth. 
Janet can be found at Janet Barney, and Zach is at Z to the Q. Don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. As for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Janet Varney. And this has been Truth and Justice. We'll be right back.